0: all right welcome to big time basketball the basketball segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'll be your host once again james and we got a lot of guys here on the podcast today let me just introduce everyone first i'll start with you terry what's up man and then uh getting to you nate what's up man So and then mette's back what's up mette hey oh and we have a special guest with us uh it's none other than a basketball expert himself mr aaron wadge what's up man uh, all right so yeah well, sorry i didn't hear you glad to be here awesome man we're happy to have you and um Yeah, hopefully this can become a reoccurring thing. We we love the analysis that you bring to us. um, You know, as we uh, talk with you about basketball, and it's nice to be able to have you on the podcast. So, um, yeah, let's just hop right into the episode. Uh, We'll start with recapping all the games from Christmas and the, the Boxing Day games as well, and we'll look at the scores from Monday. Then we'll move right into the fantasy basketball pickups for the week. And then we'll just close out by previewing Tuesday's game slate. So um, let's just start with the recap here. We'll start with Christmas. The first game here, Uh, we have the New York Knicks being the Atlanta Hawks, 101-87. Looking at the leaders here, uh, Julius Randle led the Knicks uh, with 25 points. John Collins had 20 to lead the Hawks, getting to rebounds. Randle led the Knicks with 12, while Clint Capella had 9 to lead the Hawks. Uh, and then for assists, Kemba Walker with 12 to lead the Knicks, and uh, Gorgie Dieng had five to lead the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Terry, I'm going to start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Knicks?
1: I told you, boys, so. I told you, so. I told you the Knicks would win. Bing bong and all that good stuff. I mean, yeah, Trey Young was out due to the protocols, but this was still a decently uh, healthy roster for, for the Hawks. On the other hand, Cardiac, Kemba Walker did his thing on, you know, Christmas Day. Uh, Just a tremendous outing for the Knicks. And you just want to give your fans the win on Christmas Day. And it felt like a second, uh, how should I say, Christmas present for all the fans at MSG. That's all I got to say for this one.
0: All right. And I guess, Matty, I'll move to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Hawks Mm -hmm. here?
2: Yeah, I honestly thought, even though, uh, like Terry said, Trae Young was out, they had a shot in this game since the Knicks haven't been that great, but yeah, I was wrong. Uh, Like we were talking about last episode, uh, COVID is allowing a lot of guys that we don't usually see, uh, giving them more minutes. Guy like DeLon Wright, former Raptor. He had a great game, uh, Cam Reddish, even though this game he wasn't the best, he's been playing really good lately. So yeah, uh, a couple of guys who are just given opportunities and they're taking advantage of it.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it's definitely allowed uh, younger players to get bigger roles. It's allowed uh, older veterans to, you know, get a, a second or third chance in the league. So uh, definitely something interesting to see. Hopefully the Hawks can get their players back and bounce back next game. Uh, we'll move to the next Christmas game, the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Boston Celtics 117 to 113. I think Boston got out to a huge lead in this game, but Milwaukee sort of clawed back and got the win. Uh, we got Yanis and Tedokounmpo leading the Bucks with 36 points. Jason Tatum with 25 to lead the Celtics. Yanis uh, also led the Bucks with 12 rebounds, while Robert Williams had 14 for the Celtics. And then in terms of assists, both Chris Middleton and Marcus Smart led their respective teams with seven assists. Uh, Nate I'll just start with you on the box I guess what are your thoughts on this win
3: um they had a fantastic second half I think they had 43 points in the third and they still had a lot of points in the fourth so um the Celtics they had a, a good first half but I think the Bucs just uh found out how to um, adjust to the Celtics and the Celtics kind of really keep up in the second half
0: yeah definitely um I guess it was just uh, sort of a a routine game for the Bucs. Yanis uh, just putting in a lot of work and they clawed back and they got the victory. I guess, Aaron, I'll move to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Celtics?
4: Ooh. All right. So uh, I think the Celtics played really well this game, even though they lost by four. We got to see them play hard that night. We got to see some chemistry building between Brown and Tatum here, both with 25 points apiece. They were good on the boards with uh, Marcus Smart getting the team high seven, <laughs> showing his tenacity on that end. And lots, uh, or rather I should say, <laughs> Robert Williams with 14 rebounds, I made a mistake there. Marcus Smart got seven assists at both team highs there. But yeah, the Celtics are really starting to come together as a team and we're seeing some great progress and some some good adjustments on the, on the part of um, of their new coach, uh, I- May Yudoka. So lots of good progress to be seen on Boston's part. He made a good effort that night.
0: All right, and yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, you know, I just had that feeling that, you know, there's a chance Boston could, you know, keep it close, and they did. Obviously, mm-hmm. it didn't work out. They didn't keep the lead, but uh, definitely a solid game from the Celtics. And, yeah, we'll move on to the next game here. Uh, we got the Golden State Warriors being the Phoenix Suns in a in a matchup that everyone really wanted to see. Um, it uh, sort of uh, wasn't ever in doubt for the most part. I think Golden State held the lead for most of the game. Uh, we'll get to the stats here. Uh, Steph Curry leads the Warriors with 33 points. We have Chris Paul leading the Suns with 21. Uh, Kevon Looney, 10 rebounds to lead the Warriors with DeAndre Ayton having seven for the Suns. And then in terms of assists, Draymond Green had 10 to lead the Warriors and Chris Paul had eight to lead the suns uh Mete, this time i'm going to start with you i guess what are your thoughts on the warriors
2: yeah uh they were down a lot of guys but you can never count them out when stephen curry is playing so yeah he had a great game uh he's known to be struggling on christmas day but this was his best showing by fire, by far sorry on christmas and yeah otto porter jr Another guy who you usually don't see starting. He got the start uh, on Christmas, and he had a great game as well. Kind of daggered them at the end there. So, yeah, uh, the Warriors, whenever they have Curry, they're super dangerous.
0: Yeah, and now they're first place in the West after this big win. I guess, Terry, I'll move to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Suns?
1: Yeah, um, as Mente was saying, when Curry's just on fire as he said it or put it, it's hard to put away the Golden State Warriors in general. Uh, They did have the lead at probably a few points going into the fourth, but eventually, you know, Otto Porter just went off in that fourth quarter, and then he just turned back the clock to his days. But outside of that, um, you hope Devin Booker can improve his field goal percentage, even though he is coming off of an injury. 13 points, what was it? three assists, two steals with like three rebounds as well. I mean, it was already joined, but then you're hoping for your uh, franchise cornerstone to be putting up a better field goal percentage as he only had five and 19 that night. I mean, it's Chef Curry on Christmas Day. The, and You know, you can't do that much else outside of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with you Uh I think, like Mekte was saying, he doesn't normally have great Christmas games, but he had a really big showing here. So it was great to see. I uh, will move to the next game here. We have the Brooklyn Nets being the LA Lakers, 122 to 115. Um, I guess for the Nets, uh, James Harden led them with 36 points. LeBron James had 39 to lead the Lakers. Then moving to uh, rebounds, Russell Westbrook led the Lakers with 12, while James Harden had 10 to lead Brooklyn then James Harden had 10 assists to lead the Nets to complete his triple double. And Russell Westbrook had 11 assists to lead the Lakers for his triple double. So two triple doubles in one game here. Uh, I guess, Aaron, I'm going to start with you. No Kevin Durant, but I guess no problem for Brooklyn.
4: It was quite an astounding game for Brooklyn. Uh, a lot of new guys on that team. And um, we really got to see Patty shine tonight with 34 points uh, plus 19 team high there. He's really stepped it up these past few games, really showing his fantasy value all the more. And I'm also impressed with Deandre Bembry, what he's been doing on both ends. Um, And, excuse me, how he was able to get his rhythm going, 75% field goal shooting, six of eight from the field. Uh, They're firing on all cylinders. Uh, very good field goal percentages overall from most of the players on that team. They've been really, um, really amping it up offensively, which is really nice to see. And they they, they really did uh, bring a great effort this game.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I agree with you, um, James Harden. I mean, this is the first time we've seen him step up in how long. So, yeah, great effort for the Nets. I guess, Nate, I'm going to move to you now on the Lakers I mean, they've been losing quite a bit, and apparently they have the hardest remaining schedule. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team?
3: Um, I feel like um, people were kind of expecting the Lakers to be a deep playoff team, but um, they haven't really been playing like a deep playoff team um, this season. I know, like, Russell um, Westbrook, he was getting a little bit of flack, but um, as much as... um, the amount he's been getting, I don't think it's, um, he's deserving of that. I know his field goal percentage, um, it's not really that great. He's not really much of a shooting. It's more an inside scorer, but at least for this game, I feel like um, I would have liked to see um, some more field goal attempts by Dwight Howard and um, Wayne, Elling- Wayne Ellington, because I feel like um, Westbrook played all right. Um, LeBron played pretty well. I mean, like, maybe Russell Westbrook could try to increase his field goal percentage, but at the same time, he's not really a player that's known for his shooting, so he can't really fault him too much for that.
0: Yeah, honestly, when a guy gets a triple-double like that, like, obviously, like, he's been doing it for how long and people are still hating, I feel like you got to sort of lay off the man just for the game. Um, sort of point the blame elsewhere because he did have a solid game. But yeah, LeBron really tried to carry this team, but they still couldn't get the win. So I'm not really sure what the Lakers have to do, but they definitely need Anthony Davis back, that's for sure. Uh, we'll move to the the last game from Christmas now. Um, it was the Dallas Mavericks against the Utah Jazz. The Jazz winning 120-116. Uh, we'll look at the stats here. Donovan Mitchell leading the Jazz with 33 points. Jalen Brunson with 27 to lead the Mavericks. And then Rudy Gobert, 11 rebounds, lead the Jazz. Kristaps Porzingis with nine for the Mavericks. And then in terms of his assists, both Joe Ingles and Jalen Brunson led their respective teams with six. I guess, Terry, I'll start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on Utah?
1: Just thoughts straight off the bat. This team is relatively healthy due to the protocols that are going across the NBA currently. Um, when you're playing a team without their franchise cornerstone, in Luka Doncic, I mean, you're hoping to have a great night. And that's what they did, even though the game was relatively close. When you look at the score again, um, it just shows that this Utah Jazz team is going to put away those uh, close victories.
0: Yeah, for sure. They were very healthy coming into this game. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell sustains an injury in this game. It looks like he's going to his, miss his next two or three games. I guess, Mette, I'll just get to you on Dallas. I guess, what are your thoughts on them without Luka?
2: Yeah, it's been tough, but for this game specifically, I was honestly pretty impressed. Like you guys said, Utah was relatively healthy; they weren't missing any of their key guys, and they're with. And the Mavericks are without Luka, their uh, main guy. So, yeah, to only lose by four to one of the best teams in the NBA on the road, it's honestly I don't think it's that bad of a showing. And I'd like to just. Uh, Give some appreciation to Christos Rzingis. Uh, Last playoffs, we all know he didn't have the best playoffs. He was uh, receiving a lot of flack for his play. And this season, he's looked much better. So, yeah, he's playing really good. I just wanted to give him some love.
0: Yeah, for sure. They definitely need a really solid second option. And it looks like that he's sort of elevating his play to that, which is nice to see. I will move now into the Sunday slate. Uh, we'll look at the first game here. We have the Miami Heat beating the Orlando Magic uh, 93 to 83. Uh, let's look at the leaders here. Um, it looks like Gary Harris led the Magic with 20 points. Caleb Martin at 17 to lead Miami. And then we got uh, Omer seven uh, with 15 rebounds to lead Miami, while Wendell Carter had 14 to lead the Magic. And then Tyler Hero had eight assists to lead Miami, with RJ Hampton getting five to lead the Magic. Um, I guess this time, Nate, I'm going to start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Heat?
3: Um, well, it's good that Jimmy Butler is back because it uh, gives the Heat some, I guess, some much-needed depth. And I know this, was, this is just the magic, but I feel like this is still kind of a game that they need to win because you don't want to um, lose to teams that are considered rebuilding because that's kind of... It's not really uh, the best the best look for a team that's trying to be um, a deep playoff team. So I uh, feel like this is still a, a routine, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have faulted Miami if they would have lost this game because of all the guys out for protocols. But I mean, this just sort of proves wrong. The, the theory that I had at the beginning of the season that they didn't have a lot of depth. Their depth is being tested and they're playing very well. So good on Miami there. Um, I guess Aaron, I'll move to you on the magic. I just, I guess, just what are your general thoughts on this team?
4: I was so excited to see Chuma play that night, but he went into protocols, so I couldn't see him go on that run he was at. He was going, he was playing really well. So it was (laughs) the magic had been uh, having a rough time between injuries and COVID. It's been it's been awful on them too. Um, But Wendell's first game back, I believe, he played awesome. Uh, Team high fourteen rebounds there he's just been like on a tier this year he really has stepped into a more refined role on this team and even though he had eight points he's really showing his leadership in other ways and um it wasn't his best shooting night only shooting 43 percent from the field 33 percent from three it was a really bad shooting night overall for orlando but um it's it's a good uh stepping stone for them as a team uh especially with some of the guys that they've been playing off their bench so um a lot of guys there got some much needed experience, even though Miami was quite depleted themselves. This is a great um this is a great game for Orlando uh, as they continue to build chemistry, which is always great to see for a rebuilding team, even though you know how a lot of young players, it's still one and it, it's just part of the the game, I suppose.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um we've been talking about Orlando all season. Um, this team you know just uh, developing their young players getting chemistry each game is a tryout as we say for all the young players you know sort of develop get their minutes and yeah um, they shouldn't really be ashamed of this loss considering everything that's going on with them Uh, moving on to the next game I guess Raptors fans look away this was a really big blowout Uh, 144 to 99 Cleveland beats Toronto uh, we'll look at the stats here. Uh, Darius Garland, 22 points to lead the Cavs. Uh, Utah Watanabe had uh, 26 to lead uh, the Raptors. And he also had 13 rebounds to lead the Raptors as well, while Denzel Valentine had nine for the Cavs. And then we have Darius Garland to lead the Cavs with eight assists, while Denalo Banton had six for the Raptors. Um, I guess um, I'm going to start with you, Terry. I guess what are your thoughts on this big win from Cleveland?
1: I mean, we already saw what happened with the Raptors. They're being decimated by protocols as we speak. Um, Siakam out, I believe you said be out, something like that. Fred VanVleet out. With those three guys out, I mean, you're going to expect the easy win for the opposing team. Uh, as for the Cavs on the other hand, Kevin Love in 18 minutes, he managed to score 22 points. Outside of that, that's tremendous. He also had the nine rebounds with the one steal. He's having a wonderful season compared to his prior years due to the fact that, I mean, let's be honest, he has been given the injury tag or the injury label that a lot of people have been saying, you know, he's known for for the past couple of years. Uh, Outside of that, Laurie Markman did great as well in his limited minutes. And then Ricky Rubio, Darius Garland, don't really say that much about that. They going to bring the scoring off the pick and rolls and bring the facilitating. I mean, when you look at the bench, Everyone contributed from Denzel Van Valentine to Justin Anderson, I believe. Um, outside of that, move on to the next one for the Cavs.
0: Yeah, they've pretty much been saying that all year. They've been playing so well. They're fifth in the East now. A really solid showing for this team. I guess, Mete, I'll get to you on the Raptors. I guess just give me whatever thoughts you have.
2: Uh, yeah, you really can't blame them for this loss. Uh, we only had eight healthy players. I think that's the minimum right now to play. And, yeah, four of those guys, Daniel Otoru, Juwan Morgan, Treymont Waters, and DJ Wilson, they're not like our uh, usual players. We have to sign them on 10-day contracts. So, yeah, we just uh, – the Raptors just threw on whatever they could. And I liked what I saw, honestly, from the 10-day contract guys, especially DJ Wilson. I think he's earned himself uh, a – Regular contract, even uh, Tremont Waters, Juwan Morgan, Daniel Otoru. They don't have the craziest stat lines, but yeah, I think they're pretty solid. And if not with the Raptors, I can see them playing on other teams and uh, maybe becoming something in the future.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, at this point, the Raptors, they were just rolling out whoever they had, whatever depth they had. Um, so you can't really blame them at this point. Obviously, um, they definitely need their main stars back if they want to contend, if they want to compete. But uh, that's just the way it's been going for every team at, the, at this point, pretty much. Um, I guess moving on to the next game, we have the Philadelphia 76ers beating the Washington Wizards 117-96. to Getting to the stats here, Joel Embiid 36 points to lead the Sixers. Spencer Dinwiddie at 17 to lead the Wizards. Embiid led the Sixers with 13 assists, and Kyle Kuzma at 10 to lead the Wizards, uh, getting to assists. Or sorry, that was rebounds. Now getting to assists. Um, Seth Curry nine uh, to lead the Sixers, and then Spencer Dinwiddie with six uh, to lead the Wizards. Um, Aaron, this time I'm going to start with you getting to the Sixers. I guess what are your thoughts on this win?
4: Uh, got some good, got some bad. It's been a uh... It's, it's it's been like a mix of both for affiliates it's one of those games where they just had to be like you had to, to work with what they got you know um, they'd had a relatively decent shooting night uh 50 percent from the field as a team and then 38 point seven percent from three so uh, they got some good production from their players here um I was quite impressed with Embiid. Just, um, I know that like, COVID's been like hampering his game, but he really has been getting some real nice momentum and and starting to make a real case for MVP this year. Um, starting to see flashes of what he was like last year. It's like the beast he was on the boards and in the posts. It's really nice to see like how dominant he is and, and how he's leading this team on runs. So that's been amazing, and he used, like, from the field. So he's been dominating, even though um, they're not with Ben Simmons, they've still managed to succeed in other ways. So it's always nice to see. And then Seth Curry with 11 points, gotta give him a shout out. He only shot 28.6%, but he has, um, he got nine assists that game, which is great to see. Um, stepping up as a playmaker there and making up for Tyrese Maxey. Um, both played um, north of 30 minutes, so they Philly was relying on them hard this game, but um, yeah, it's great to see how um, their players are starting to gel together, relatively healthy, which is always nice to see for Philly, and uh, real, really um, starting to get on the upswing in these standings.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, great game for the 76ers. I guess, Nate, I'll just move to you on the Wizards. I mean, at one point they were at the top of the East and now they've just lost a lot of games. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team?
3: Uh, I guess they're really missing um, Bradley Beal. I think he's um, still their best player. So whenever he's he's out, it's really hard to make up the difference. And then they're going against the 76ers team with NB. So I feel like... If they wanted to win, they'd have to find a way to contain Embiid. And that's not going to be easy. But most of your centers are small ball centers. So I guess Embiid just basically beasted on the boards and they didn't have an answer.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, great game for the Sixers. Um, This is sort of a game where, yeah, you come in and and you got to get the win. It's a team that's close to in the standings. And yeah, the Sixers got it done. So uh, moving on to the next game now. Memphis Grizzlies being the Sacramento Kings, 127-102, to getting to the stats. For the Grizzlies, Desmond Bain leads them with 28 points. Tyrese Halliburton has 18 points to lead the Kings. Then for rebounds, John uh, Conchar has 14 to lead the Grizzlies, while Harrison Barnes has 7 to lead the Kings in terms of assists. John Morant with 9 to lead the Grizzlies, while Tyrese Halliburton has uh, 7 to lead the Kings. Uh, Mete, this time I'll start with you, I guess. What are your thoughts on the Grizzlies?
2: Yeah, they're looking great still. Uh, currently fourth, I believe, in the West. So that's, that's a pretty big surprise, I'd say. Uh, I won't lie. I was expecting them probably around like the eighth seed again, somewhere like that. And yeah, we were joking about the next man up. And this time it was John Conchar, double-double. a guy who usually doesn't play, he even got two steals, two blocks. So uh, he's doing it on both ends. Yeah, really impressive. I won't lie. Uh, Desmond Bain, he's looking really great this year. I think it's his sophomore year. So yeah, he's taken a huge leap as well uh, from his rookie year. So the Grizzlies are looking amazing.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Fourth in the West is nothing to sneeze at. And I guess, Terry, I'll get to on the Kings. I mean, they pretty much had everyone in the lineup and they have still been like bad to mediocre every game. I guess what are your thoughts? This is what Alvin
1: Gentry was talking about probably in the press conference the other day. I mean, this team didn't play good straight up. Harrison Barnes, four for 10, only had 12 points. Aaron Fox, 12 points. Tyrese Halliburton was probably the only good thing coming out of this game. He had 18 points, seven assists, five rebounds with three steals. Um, Probably the only plus side on this bench is maybe Damian Jones and not Buddy Heald. I want to say What's the guy's name that came from the Raptors? Uh, Terrence Davis. Outside of those two, I mean, this team's just playing atrocious right now. Sean Holmes probably had like five fouls this game, and it shows because he didn't even have a point. And I mean, Alvin Gentry, overall, he's trying to play or get a next job as head coach. So, I mean, he has to light a fire on these guys. We've seen what happened down in the Pelicans when he was head coach. So, I mean, it's just something that he wants to improve on i guess if that makes even any sense so that's all i gotta say for the kings
0: yeah there is really isn't much to say other than they just didn't play well this game Uh, it's been going on for a few games as well so hopefully they can turn it around Um, moving to the next game we have the okc thunder being the new orleans pelicans 117 to 112 um, we'll get to the stats now. Shai Gilgus-Alexander leads the Thunder with 31 points. Josh Hart, 29 to lead the Pelicans. And Josh Giddy had 10 uh, rebounds to lead the Thunder, while Josh Hart had 10 uh, to lead the Pelicans. And then uh, Josh Giddy also had 10 assists to lead the Thunder, while Devontae Graham had 8 to lead the Pelicans. Um, Nate, I'll just get to you first. I guess what are your thoughts on OKC? Um, I guess this was kind
3: of pretty successful win by OKC, even though um, I feel like JV wasn't in the lineup, if I'm correct about that. But I guess it was kind of the perfect opportunity to, um, to get the win. So um, really good job by um, Aaron Wiggins, um, good job by um, Jeremiah Robinson as well. I noticed Josh Giddy didn't get any points, but he was able to kind of make up for that with Reba. And assists and strike, I guess, I would stand out a really good night as well. So, really good job by OPC.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Capitalizing on JV not being in the lineup, getting a clutch win. Um, Aaron, I'll move to you on the Pelicans. I mean, 14th in the West. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game?
4: Oh man, it really sucked that Ingram went down with the Achilles soreness that game, only played the first quarter. It's a real blow for the Pelicans and they have just been struggling to stay healthy, to build chemistry all year. It's been a real hardship for them this year. It's like a write off to be honest. So it's not looking good for new Orleans and especially for their new coach, where they just signed uh, something Reed, read. I can't remember his name, but yeah, it's just been real rough for them, but there were a few bright spots. Like they played hard this game only lost by five. Uh, what I really liked in that game was Her- Herbert Jones. He is, um, he's definitely been one of the better rookies this year, especially on the defensive end. Um, hasn't really, um, excelled in stocks as of late, but he has shown his colors on that end. And he's, he's always been a hard player and, he had a good offensive showing tonight. He hasn't been great with his shot in general, but this night was one of his better nights with 15 points, 41% shooting, 40% from three. So a good floor spacer and filling in for Brandon Ingram, getting a lot of minutes here, 36 minutes, 33 seconds there. And I also want to give a shout out to uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, who started for JV tonight. Uh, definitely one of my favorite players on that team. 14 points, six rebounds. He's been a great rebounder this year, making the most out of his opportunity off the bench. And he has been a great fill in for Valanchin is when he's been out. So I hope the Pelicans resign because he's been he's been great on that team, uh doing what they needed on the offensive end and really showing that hustle on both ends. So it's always great to see how these bench players on New Orleans are starting to pick it up and show how hard they can actually play so a few good signs overall even though it was a bad showing
0: (laughs) yeah for sure definitely agree obviously when you have a a guy like JV out your rebounding is probably going to go down obviously Zion hasn't played the whole season as well so when you got two of your best rebounders out uh, it's going to be tough overall but good on Hernan Gomez there um, I guess moving to the next game, we have the San Antonio Spurs beating the Detroit Pistons 144-109. So another blowout game here. Uh, we'll start with the stats here. Keldon uh, Johnson, 27 points to lead the Spurs. Um, uh, Hamadou uh, Diallo had uh, 28 to lead the Pistons. Um, and I don't know whether this is his brother or not. Someone uh, – <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it his brother? No, it's not. Uh, so two unrelated guys, uh, Chick uh, Diallo had uh, – Nine rebounds to lead the Pistons, while Drew Eubanks had seven to lead the Spurs. Derek Walton Jr. had six assists to lead the Pistons, while um, Trey Jones had 11 assists to lead the Spurs. I guess, Terry, I'll bounce to you on the Spurs. I guess, what are your thoughts on your team?
1: These are the games that you got to win. Um, Pistons were down, I think, eight or nine guys, not thousands last sure if that was correct. And you got to win against these bottom feeder teams, They're only five and 27 on the year. Unfortunately, you do lose baby boy Dejounte Murray to the protocols, but the team overall did great. I'm not going to go into the stats that much because I know Mente is probably going to want to talk about how much of a failure this Pistons team is right now. Well, Mente,
2: you're up.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mente, I'll get you on the Pistons. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, 5-27, uh, and 27, even for a rebuilding team, I think that's really tough. I don't think... Anyone would expect them to only have five wins, 32 games in. That's at least my opinion. I'd expect a couple more. But, yeah, uh, a lot of these guys uh, in their lineup this game, they usually don't play. So I guess that's one excuse you could give them. But, yeah, uh, outside of a couple guys like Hamidou Diallo, Sadiq Bey, Luca Garza, he had a great game. Even Frank Jackson. uh there really wasn't much, and you you can't really expect to win uh, many games if you're giving up 144 points. So, uh, yeah, the defense definitely has to fix up.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree, but it's been like that all season for the Pistons. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's pretty much a, a rebuild at this point for them. All right, moving on to the next game. Uh, we have the Chicago Bulls being the Indiana Pacers, 113-105. Uh, We'll look at the stats for this game. Uh, Leading the Bulls in points was Zach Levine with 32. Karis LeVert had 27 to lead the Pacers. And then in terms of rebounds, Nikola Vucevic, 15 to lead the Bulls. And Demantis Savonis had 16 to lead the Pacers. Then in terms of assists, Zach Levine, 5 to lead the Bulls. And Karis LeVert had 9 to lead the Pacers. I guess, uh, Aaron, I'll get to you first. I guess, what are your thoughts on Chicago?
4: Oh, gosh. (laughs) This is one of the most exciting teams in the league. They've been on fire as of late. <laughs> um, just all around amazing production on offense, especially on offense. Levine with thirty-two, Demar twenty-four, and Vucevic is also quite good here as well. Two blocks, fifteen rebounds. He has not been as good this year, but he's definitely been picking it up as of late and been on a tear. Uh, and it seems that all the big players, all the big time players are starting to come together at the same time. It really sucked that Lonzo wasn't in this game. <laughs> he was on a good streak there, not getting protocol. But um, it was good to see Kobe White fill in there. Um, even though he didn't do a lot, it was good to see like how he was flowing in the offense there. And it was also nice to see uh, Ayo Dosonu get some minutes as well. Um, he got 23 minutes that night, um, only scored six points, but got three or four from the field, which is great. And just doing his job as a bench player, it is good to see how their bench was doing. They didn't get that many points, but they did a lot to help the starters, um, maintain their flow on their run. So it's great overall performance on Chicago's end 56.6% as a team, which is amazing. And then 47.8% three so they've been like torching it as played
0: yeah I definitely agree I mean um, second in the east right now uh, 20 wins on the season yeah you couldn't ask for more uh, from this team based on all the players they got uh, over the offseason but I guess Nate I'll get to you on the Pacers I guess another loss for them and what are your thoughts
3: that's kind of unfortunate because the Pacers actually played pretty well and Lonzo was out so this could have been an opportunity for them to try to do something, but unfortunately the bolts are um, too deep, especially in the starters. So it's going to be a really hard job to try to defend everyone. So it's not really um, too much that you can hold against them. I guess maybe um, you can maybe hold something a little bit against Miles Turner because he didn't get enough rebounds, but at the same same time, Lusavich um, is a really good player, so I still think they did a pretty good job overall. It's just that the Bulls are the Bulls. so.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, take it in that Sabonis had 16 rebounds even still. So, I mean, he had a great game for them as well. So, um, yeah, I can't take anything away from the Bulls. They were the better team here, but the Pacers didn't put in too bad of an effort. And then one more game on the Sunday slate, the Denver Nuggets beating the LA Clippers uh, 103-100. to I guess getting to the stats here. Uh, Nikola Jokic, 26 points to lead the Nuggets, and Brandon Boston at 18 to lead the Clippers. Uh, Jokic also had 22 rebounds to lead the Nuggets, so huge game for him. Uh, Ivica Zubac had 11 to lead the Clippers, and then Jokic eight assists to lead in all major categories for the Nuggets. And Eric Bledsoe with 10 to lead the Clippers. Um, this time, mette I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts on the Nuggets?
2: Yeah. Uh kind of pains me to say this but i feel like the nuggets are a one-man show this year it's literally however far jokic uh takes them is how far they'll go as uh his second in command buddy jamal murray still out uh for the unseen future and then for this game even they didn't have aaron gordon i feel like they're still missing someone i just can't remember uh, Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, it's looking really tough for them. Hopefully, they can get a couple of... Uh, I know uh, Garrett Gordon, sorry, uh, is coming back. He should be back soon, but Porter, I think he's done for the year. And like I said, with Jamal Murray, we don't know when he's going to be back. So, yeah, uh, their future, at least for this season, I don't think looks that great unless Jokic... It uh, just continues to carry them.
0: Yeah, I mean, this should still be a playoff team, of course, but I guess what you're saying is they probably won't go too yeah. far after that. Um, Yeah, I definitely agree on that. And then I guess, Terry, I'll get to on the Clippers. Um, they're going to be without Paul George for who knows how long. Um, uh, I mean, they, they really showed in this game, I guess. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, um, your sister's probably going to have a better idea or Victoria Kumar is going to have a better idea of for- how long he's going to be out for? Um, this team showed up as a whole, to be honest with you. Eric so is coming off the bench now; he's in the starting lineup, and he put up 18 points. Nicholas Batum is doing Nicholas Batum things, you know, just chipping in wherever he can. Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard are going to be the guys that have to step up into the starting lineup. Um, unfortunately, in this game, Kennard had like five fouls, so that kind of limited him. That. Helped out Boston Jr. to get some points off the bench at 18. But outside of that, I mean, you're going to expect uh, shortcomings like this when you lose both of your start uh, players that came from free agency. Kawhi Leonard out for the whole entire year. Paul George out, I don't know, for how long. Um, just move on to the next one, and hopefully this is a learning phase for this team.
0: Yeah, for sure. They definitely had a lot of players out um and they're going to probably continue to have a lot of players out so clippers got to figure out something if they want to continue being one of the top teams in the west um we'll now move to the monday slate we'll just only look at the games that have finished um the first one being the charlotte hornets being the houston rockets 123 to 99 um terry rozier leads the hornets with 27 uh, points and uh, trevlin queen has 17 to lead the rockets in terms of rebounds, both Christian Wood and Mason Plumlee had nine to lead their respective teams. And then Armani Brooks had four assists to lead Houston, while Lamella Ball had seven to lead the Hornets. I guess, Nate, I'll get to you on the Hornets. I guess, what are your thoughts on this win?
3: Um, I figured that the Hornets would win. I just didn't think they'd win by this much. Um, I guess the Hornets, they've been a little up and down, down lately. Um, I think Miles Bridges has been their most consistent player by But um the rest of the players uh really stepped up i think gordon hayward he played all right it's not necessarily the gordon hayward that we used to um remember but he was able to get double digits which i think is good Jalen mcdaniels daniels played good Mason and Terry Terry uh, rosier played really well um LaMelo ball played well kelly who played well as well so yeah i feel like the Hornets are deeper, so you could expect a win from the Hornets. I just didn't think they'd blow them out like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, great win for them. I mean, it was a big win. But, I mean, Houston's uh, pretty much been one of the teams that's been in the dumps all year. Um, I guess, Aaron, what are your thoughts on, on this team? They're last in the West right now.
4: Well, they're without Kevin Porter. They're without Jalen Green. They have not been healthy as of late, they've been they've been hitting a real rough patch here. So this wasn't anything surprising, in my opinion. Uh, it was good to see Christian Wood with the with um, almost double double 16 and 9. Uh, really <laughs> upping his trade stock here <laughs> hoping he'll get traded this year, because I think they could get a real good return uh, to help their rebuild. Um, but um, it just, I think he was one of the few bright spots this game, like Jangu and Goon, their newly drafted big man, only scored five with six rebounds. Um, it wasn't the best showing from him, but he did get two blocks, so he is showing his fantasy value in those kinds of ways. And um, also, I, it's also good to see how um, Eric Gordon has been playing too. Even though he's one of the veterans on that team, really showing, um, really showing what he's capable of, and and flashes of what he was on those James Harden teams. So that's always nice to see. Fifty percent from three this game from him, and I also want to touch on uh, Josh Christopher. He was not good this game. You know, he only shot twenty eight point six percent, twenty five percent from three, but hopefully with. Um, how he um, was playing along with Eric Gordon in this game. He was able to, to learn some things so he can, up, he can improve his shooting for the next game. Um, but uh, Eric Gordon is a good mentor for him. And it, it's just good to see how, um, even though the young players didn't play all that well tonight, it was a nice learning experience for them as they played with some of the vets in and, and this team. And uh, they a, a lot of players got to play this game. So everyone got their opportunity to um, build some chemistry and, and hopefully, make a run soon uh by the time jalen green and or kevin porter come back
0: yeah i mean i definitely agree with you a lot of guys got to play we got to see what what they have what what tools do they have in their bag and like you said what chemistry they can develop so yeah good on the rockets in that sense uh we'll move to the next game another big win for the bulls here uh, 130 to 118 over the atlanta hawks uh looking at the stats here DeMar DeRozan leads the Bulls with 35 points, Cam Reddish 33 to lead the Hawks, then uh, Nikola Vucevic 17 assists to lead the Bulls, while Clint Capella has 16 to lead the Hawks. DeMar DeRozan 10 assists to lead the Bulls, and Trey Young had 9 to lead uh, the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, Terry, I'll get to you on the Bulls, I guess. What are your thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, Great game and great outing for the Bulls. I believe this is four games as a winning streak currently. Outside of that, I mean, this team's getting back fully healthy, as Aaron was saying in the previous game, I believe it was on Boxing Day. Um, Who was missing here? Lonzo Ball. Yeah, it's a shame he can't play right now due to the fact that, you know, uh, protocols and all that. But outside of that, I mean, DeRozan playing tremendous, as you said, Uh, Kobe White as well, just filling in for Lonzo and Levine's just being, you know, that guy that can just, should i say be that dependable second option when it comes to scoring outside of the rosen outside of that just move on to the next one
0: yeah i definitely agree Uh, another great showing by the bulls here and i guess meti i'll get you on atlanta again another tough loss for them
2: yeah uh they go from the eastern conference to 15 18 currently 12th in the east so that's pretty tough and they did have a few guys miss the game due to protocols and injuries but yeah i think they need to they got to start fixing up as we're getting close to the halfway line and although uh it is kind of a lot of time at the same time you're kind of starting to run out of time so i feel like by the trade deadline if they're still uh, around this level they're out of the playoffs i feel like they could look at trading a guy like Bogdan Bogdanovich or even Kevin Hoarder because like I said Cam Reddish uh, he's been playing great I feel like he needs to be playing 25 plus minutes for this team and yeah I think he could he's been showing what he can do lately so yeah I think he's a big asset to this team that needs more playing time
0: yeah but uh, we can't forget there is a play in this year so they I mean, if they're around the same spot, they definitely still do have a chance to get to the 10th seed. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. They definitely need to pick up their play and definitely um, need to sort of push for that uh, playoff spot. Because even if you get into the play and nothing's guaranteed there. So um, yeah, we'll move on to the next game. Minnesota Timberwolves 108, the Boston Celtics 103. Um, good win for the Timberwolves here. Uh, your leaders for points, uh, Jalen Noel with 29 to lead the Wolves and Jalen Brown at 26 to lead the Celtics. In terms of rebounds both Nathan Knight and Robert Williams led their respective teams with 11 and then in terms of assists Jordan uh, McLaughlin had uh, 10 to lead uh, the Wolves and then Peyton Pritchard had six to lead Boston um, Aaron I'm going to get to you first I guess what are your thoughts on Minnesota
4: well Minnesota is just their mostly their bench tonight to be honest like it was good to see guys like Kogi and Noel play. They showed some good flashes last year, especially Noel. So it's really good to see him leading in points here. Uh, he's just been buried on the bench uh, because of all their guard depth. But uh, Noel really showing what he has in his bag and leading this team to a much-needed win in the Western Conference. And it's a, it's also good to see what Malik Beasley's been doing. This wasn't his best game, but he's been on a tear as of late. Uh, He's been like shooting so many threes and and really on a a tear offensively. So it's it's good to see what he's been able to do as a starter. And um, also, Jaden McDaniels has been a nice surprise for them as well. Uh, No Vanderbilt, no Towns, but McDaniels played real hard this game. And uh, even though he didn't shoot great from three, he was a good physical presence on both ends and uh, really giving what uh, Chris Finch is needed in the front court, and Nkougi. We all know what he does defensively, and he showed it tonight with his two blocks. And he's he's a great hustle player for them. And uh, Greg Monroe, first game on the team, first game in a while. Eleven points, nine rebounds, showing his flashes what he had in Milwaukee, and uh, signs in Detroit as well. But it's it's good to see what Monroe still got in the tank, and and. What he brings is a veteran presence. So it's a, it's a great game for Minnesota to build some much-needed momentum moving forward, and it's pretty funny how their bench just beat uh, Boston starters tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I guess, Nate, as I get to you, um, Boston led in this game for a huge portion portion, just like the last game, and they blew their lead. I guess what are your thoughts on back-to-back blown leads?
3: I mean, I feel like at this point um, they might need to make some co coaching adjustments because um i feel like this was a game that the celtics should have won like sure jason tatum wasn't playing marcus mart wasn't playing but the timberwolves didn't have their their starters and the timberwolves still beat the celtics so at this point i feel like they need to kind of um see what's going on and see if they can fix it
0: yeah i definitely agree Uh, this boston team has talent obviously i don't think tatum played in this game if i'm not mistaken but i mean they still have talent um they still should be winning games i guess in terms of the expectations people have for them ninth in the east is unacceptable so they definitely need to turn something around for sure and then i guess one more game i can highlight here uh, the utah jazz beating the san antonio spurs 110 to 104 Looking at the stats, uh, Jordan Clarkson leads the Jazz with 23 points, Derek White 21 to lead the Spurs, then Rudy Gobert and Jakob Pearl had 13 rebounds lead their respective teams, and then uh, Jordan Clarkson had five assists to lead Utah, while Derek White had eight to lead the Spurs. Uh, Mete, I'm going to start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Jazz?
2: Yeah, uh, one of the best teams in the league by far, and uh it's not like the biggest margin of win but they got it done and yeah that's all you really need to look for uh just gotta get the wins and this is without their best player donovan mitchell so yeah i think even though it's not like the best opponent it's still pretty impressive in my opinion
0: yeah, I mean, the Spurs have been playing well as of late, so still a good win here. I guess, Terry, I'll get to you on the Spurs again. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: I mean, they lost. What well, more do you want me to say? Uh, Rudy Gobert, he's, what, 7'2", has one of the longest wingspans in this league. And you got guys like Jakob Pertl and probably Jacques Landau, as you said. I mean, you're not expecting them to put up star steady performances against guys like, you know, Rudy Gobert, but... Uh, There's not that much else I can really say. I mean, the team played great, but I mean, sometimes it's not your night and they just lost by six points. So very, uh, how should I say, untouched team when it comes to the protocol. So, I mean, I ain't got nothing else to say, man.
0: Yeah, I know. I definitely agree. Utah does have a very deep team and they're healthy for the most part aside of donovan mitchell so yeah um good win for the jazz there um and i guess the there's still some games going on right now Uh, the grizzlies are up on the suns in the fourth quarter um the mavericks are up on the blazers at halftime and then uh, the nets are up on the clippers in the second quarter we won't be getting to those games as they're still going on so we're just going to move into the fantasy basketball pickups for the week um i guess um terry i'll start with you i guess who's your guard pickup for the week uh, my guard
1: pickup, I believe it was Patrick Beverly. I mean, this Game of Thrones star that was known to be a hungry, loyal dog. I mean, everyone should have him on the fantasy teams. Before, he was out to protocols, which was probably like three games. He was 97th ranked player in nine category leagues. I believe that was like 10 points, six and a half, rebound six and a half, half a steal and block and a half. And realistically, he's probably the best bench player the Timberwolves have that has managed to play into the starting position on the team. And that's all I got for the point
2: are the guard position.
0: All right, I'll bounce to you, Matty. Who's your guard for the week?
2: I've got Hamidou Diallo from the Detroit Pistons. Only 9% rostered. Should be available in pretty much all leagues. And shooting guards, small forward eligible. So that's nice. And, yeah, uh, we just talked about him on the Sunday games. He had a team-high 28 points. Jeremiah Grant, he's out for around, like, six more weeks, maybe more. That was the minimum. And Diallo has taken his starting spot. So, yeah, he's looking great. A couple of games ago, he had five uh, steals, sorry. And, yeah, uh, he could give you contributions and all uh, in a lot of – Uh, category. So I like that. I think he's a great pickup right now.
0: All right. And I guess uh, my guard pickup for the week is Bruce Brown. Um, He can play both shooting guard and small forward eligible um, for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Right now they have a lot of guys out for COVID protocols, whether it's Kevin Durant, LaMarcus Aldridge. I think Joe Harris also has some kind of injury as well. So uh, he's been getting minutes. I think his last game, he had like 37 minutes. Um, He shot like over 60% of field goal. Uh, perfect from the free throw line 16.6 rebounds four assists one steal I mean you can't ask for a lot more than that Um, he already has six points in the game that's currently going on so I mean um, he's currently playing well so assuming Brown gets the minutes he's a must pick up in especially deep formats but you could possibly look at him in shallow formats as well but I guess Aaron I'll get to you who's your guard pickup for the week
4: this is a tough one because there's so many good ones out there, but I picked Gabe Vincent. He is 26% rostered, plays for the Miami Heat as the backup point guard. But Kyle went down with health and safety protocols yesterday, I believe. So he has um he's had a men's opportunity as a starter last game, and moving forward for the foreseeable future, he's going to be starting point guard for this team. They played four games this week as a team, so you're going to get some really good production out of him. He is. Mostly a source for threes, points, and assists. He won't really give you much else outside of those, but if you need points, he's your guy. He's been averaging 13, four, and almost six uh, assists, actually, over this past week, and 16, three, and five over the past two weeks. He's been very consistent, and his minutes have also been consistent. He's been playing north of 30 minutes since the 11th of December, so. He has been a very important piece for this team, even in light of the competition in the backcourt between uh, Caleb Martin, Tyler Hero, Max Stress, uh, but Gabe has been um, the well-oiled machine for them. He's been really been giving them the stability that they need even in light of all the um, injuries and the health and safety protocols that they have been been hampered with as of late. one note though about Vincent, he did have four turnovers last game, so take that for what you will. But um, it's good to see how he's getting more of a role on this team, and um, again, you're gonna get some great production out of him. Considering that the Miami Heat played four games this week, and uh, Caleb Martin's also a good pickup if for if, um, if deeper leagues as well.
0: All right, and uh, I guess I'll bounce to you, Nate. Who's your guard pickup for the week?
1: Mike's off, man. Speak up.
0: (laughs) For the
3: week, I think you can take a look at um, Frank Jackson. Um, He's averaging double digits in points so far, and the Pistons, um, they're down quite a bit of players. So I feel like Frank Jackson is going to get a lot of minutes. I think he's been averaging over 20 minutes uh, for the past few days. So... As long as the Pistons need someone, I feel like you can take a look at Frank Jackson.
0: All right, and I guess for forwards, Nate, I'll just bounce right back to you. I guess who's your forward pickup for the week?
3: I guess for forward, I'm going to go for um, Eric Gordon again, 40% rostered so far. Um, Houston's uh, been leaning on him a little bit more. As they're not fully healthy, and I feel like he is their best shooter, so they um, definitely
0: pick him up. All right, and i uh, bounce back to you, Aaron. Who's your forward for the week?
3: My pick
4: was Gary Harris, and uh, he's been really good for Orlando. I know Orlando has been, like, beaten with injuries and COVID. Like, they've been having a real hard time, but Harris has been one of their few consistent bright spots. He's been averaging 22-2 on 52% field goal percentage. He's also a very good free-throw shooter, He's been shooting 91% over these past two weeks and almost 87% for the month. So he's going to be very reliable for on fantasy. And his playing time has also been 30 plus minutes uh, for as long as I can remember. <laughs> so he has been a very important player on that team and he's going to be getting three games this week. So he, him and the Orlando magic, you um, know, some nice opportunity. So, any player on Orlando um, would be ideal because of how many players are out on that team. And he's also a good source for threes. I'll just uh, remind everyone of that very good three point shooter and he'll usually get at least two every game. So he has been one of the more consistent pickups as of late uh, highly recommended.
0: Right. And I guess uh, my forward pickup for the week is Doug McDermott from the San Antonio Spurs? He can play both small forward and power forward. Eligible And Yahoo, it's only around twelve percent rostered, which is pretty interesting. Um, considering he's been pretty hot since coming back from injury in the month of December, he's been averaging like over two threes per game. Um, he's been um, his field goal and uh, like his field goal has been good, but his free throw might hurt you a little bit, which is why I mostly recommend him in deep leagues. But yeah, he's been averaging like over twelve points a game. Um, over uh, two rebounds, one assist, um, steals and blocks here and there, and he has under a turnover per game. So um, th- that's very safe uh, in terms of turnovers category. Um, he's mostly a guy that will just drop points for you in threes. I think in his uh, game, actually, uh, on Monday, he had uh, three three-pointers, 17 points, and uh, four rebounds. So that, that's sort of uh, what a stat line of his might look like. So if you're sort of struggling in those categories, definitely go pick him up. And, Matty, I'll bounce to you for your forward.
2: For forward, I decided to go with Tail- Talon Horton Tucker from the Los Angeles Lakers. Junior Guard and small forward eligible. And he's only 21% rostered in Yahoo League. So, he might not be there if you're in a deep league. But, if you're in a shallower league, he should be there. And, yeah, Los Angeles, they're another team that's going through COVID and injuries. So... It is unfortunate, but at the same time for fantasy, it's kind of fortunate as you get to pick up guys like Warren Tucker. He's now in the starting five due to those injuries and protocols. And yeah, he must be really good as the Lakers didn't want to trade him last uh, season for Lowry. So yeah, he's really good for points. He could have nights like a couple of nights ago, shot like one for 13, which is rough. Uh, but that happens uh, I think he's good for points solid uh steals guy and everything else is kind of a little extra but he's getting 30 minutes around there recently so I think uh, he'll give you great value
0: right and uh Terry I'll bounce to you I guess who's your forward pickup for the week yeah so
1: before I go to my forward pickup Patrick Beverly only 25 percent owned as a December the 27th, so just hurry up before he makes his debut, I believe, hopefully against the Knicks. Um, my forward pickup, on the other hand, is Denny Avdia of the Washington Wizards, 23% owned as of yesterday, which was Sunday, so 24% owned as of today on Monday. Shooting guards, small forward eligible, guys like Beal, KCP, and Raul Neto are all out on the perimeter for this Wizards team. So it's going to allow guys like Denny to get major playing time for the Wizards. Past two weeks, he's been a top of 100 guy, averaging, I believe, 11 points, five and a half rebounds, two and a half assists with one one and a half steal and a block. So if you're on your way war, go pick him up. You won't regret it.
0: All right. And I might as well just bounce back to you, Terry. Uh, we'll get to centers now. Who's your center pickup for the week?
1: I'm already out of breath. Um, center pickup, Omir Yesevin. Uh, 25% owned as of Sunday, 39% owned as of today on the Monday. Center eligible only uh, on the Yahoo Sports app. Don't really need to explain it. Demons out, Bam's out, Tuck is still out. So Yurisavin's going to be the show down in South Beach at Center. Uh, Dude average probably 10 and a half with 13 and a half in the past week. So he should be an ad that you should not worry about until some of the bets come back on this Miami Heat team. Back to you.
0: All right, I'll move to you, Mate. Who's your center pickup for the week?
2: Yeah, for center, I went with Nathan Knight, power forward and center eligible. He's only 3% rostered in Yahoo leagues. should be available in almost all leagues right now. And he plays on the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, Nas, Reed, and Cat. Uh, they got ruled out due to COVID and protocols, unfortunately. And Knight was the next man up. And tonight, he had a really good game. He put up 20 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. He also made a couple of threes. And yeah, he's uh, showing he could give you uh, versatility in a lot of categories, which is great if you're in a categories league. And even if you're not. Still putting up points, so yeah, uh, he looks like an obvious pickup for me.
0: All right, and I guess my center pickup for the week is Marcus Morris of the LA Clippers. He's power forward center eligible in Yahoo leagues, and I mean with all these guys out for the Clippers, um, it's pretty much next man up at this point, and he's going to be getting up his fair share of minutes in this rotation. Um, I mean he's been pretty solid. I think um, midway through the second quarter of the Monday game, right now he has what, uh, two three-pointers, perfect free throw, 10 points, five rebounds, three assists. So, I mean, um, and he did that in like 15 minutes. So, he's already putting up big stats. He's 42% rostered as we speak. Um, He's not going to be available at deep leagues, but shallow leagues is pretty much a must-add right now, especially if you're a Paul George George or Nick Batum owner. So, um, yeah, definitely go add this guy up, and then, uh, Aaron, I'll get to you for centers.
4: Man. Center, the, the center market's been really uh, sparse as of late. There haven't been a lot of good bigs. Uh, so it's hard to pick one. But uh, I went with Willie Hernan Gomez, who I did touch on earlier, one of my favorite bench players on that team. Uh, he's going to get some good opportunity this week. He's been averaging 10, 9, and 1 uh, with Valentinus out. Not sure if he's going to play tomorrow. But uh, he's been really good um, in the front court for that team. He's been excellent in the rebounds department, especially averaging 9.3 last week and 7.6 over the two-week stretch. And uh, for the four out of the last five games, we've been getting at least six rebounds. So if you need rebounding, he is your guy. Uh, The field goal percentage could be a little suspect, though, because he did have a really bad showing in Orlando where he only shot one for 11. But other than that, like he's has been pretty decent he's just not being consistent um, with his shooting and uh, the other thing to keep mind of is that he won't really give you much outside of rebounds he hasn't really been much uh, in blocks or steals so he's pretty much just a rebounding specialist Uh, but. (laughs) For teams who need rebounds, he is the pick. And um, he's also getting 20-plus minutes, so that's a good sign he's going to be getting a lot of playing time. And he's playing over Jackson Hayes, so getting lots of opportunity down there, especially with how many players are out in New Orleans right now.
0: All right, and uh, Nate, I'll move to you. Who's your center pickup for the week?
3: I guess for the week, you can maybe take a look at Dean Wade. He is only 2% roster, so he should be available in pretty much every league out there. I'd say that he's more of a deep um pickup, though, as um, he is more of, I guess, a, a bench player that's getting a lot more minutes now that a lot of the guys on Cleveland are out. I think both Evan Mobley and Jerry Allen are out, so um, Dean Wade should be getting a lot more minutes, and he has been so far. So, as long as he has availability, as long on um, Evan Mobley, and Jared, Al- Jared Allen aren't playing. I think that in a deep league, you can take a look at League.
0: All right, and yeah, that's pretty much the end for our fantasy basketball pickups for the week. We're now going to move into the preview for Tuesday game, the Tuesday game slate. Um, let's move right into the first game here. Um, just looking at the spread, the Bucks are favored by 12 and a half points over the Orlando Magic. Um, Terry, I'm going to start with you, I guess. Uh, can the Bucs cover that, or do you think the Magic can cover?
1: As a would say, I'm not a big fan of spreads that are over 10 points, but this is an Orlando Magic team that doesn't have their whole, how do you say, rotation or due to the fact that protocols and all that good stuff. And the Bucks are relatively healthy. So... For some reason, I got to go to the opposite of what
2: I usually say and what Manti says. I got to
0: go with the Bucs here. All right. And uh, Matty, I'll get to you. I guess which side do you like here?
2: Yeah, I 100% agree with Terry. It's just uh, the Magic. They've got way too many guys out, so it's hard trusting them, even with a big spread. So I'm going with the Bucks as well.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to lean with the Bucks as well. They're definitely the healthier team. Um, tw- 12 and a half points should be decent enough for them to cover against this banged up magic team. Um, so I am going to go with Milwaukee. I guess, Aaron, moving to you, I guess, which side do you like?
4: I'm going to have to go with Milwaukee. They just got some of the key players back. They're pretty much ready to get rolling and kick some tail. I don't see how Orlando gets through with this.
0: All right. And uh, Nate, I'll move to you. I guess, which side do you like here?
3: Feel like um orlando has their work cut out for them and i don't think they really have an answer for the Bucks. so i'm going with the Bucks.
0: all right so pretty much in unison there uh, moving on to the next game uh the washington wizards at the miami heat the miami heat are favored by six points uh nate this time i'll start with you i guess can the heat cover this or do you think the wizards can keep it close
3: um it's going to be hard for the Wizards to keep the game close as long as Bradley feels feel it. So I feel like we can go with my All
0: right, Aaron, I'll bounce it to you. I guess, do you think uh, the Heat can win by more than six or do you think the Wizards will keep it close?
4: I think the Wizards will keep it close. They have been torching it offensively. Even though Spencer Dinwiddie hasn't been that great, they have a lot of offensive pieces on that team and uh i think they'll give the the heater run for their money it's going to be uh, it's going to be a close game i i believe
0: yeah i think the wizards might even have a chance to win outright um, so yeah I, i'm definitely going to side with them on the spread for sure um i don't know Mete, what are your thoughts on this
2: yeah i definitely like the wizards here as well they have been struggling but miami they're kind of uh Going through the COVID protocols right now, they've got a couple key guys out. So even though they're home, I feel like the Wizards should be able to cover this.
0: All right, Terry, what about you?
1: I gotta go with the heat on this. They're 11 and 4 at home. Um, the Wizards are missing Bradley Beal, if y'all forgot, and KCP. Um, if that doesn't convey you, I mean, they're a 50 50 team at home, probably under that. And. I mean the bench in Miami, they play perfect. Next team or series or
0: matchup. All right, moving on to the next game. We have the Philadelphia 76ers at the Toronto Raptors. The Sixers are favored by six and a half points. Terry, I'm gonna start with you. Um, I guess which side do you like here?
1: Uh Raptors are playing with protocols right now. I feel like I gotta go with the Sixers on this one. Um, Joel Embiid, enough said, who's gonna stop him in the paint? Even if Kemburch
2: comes
0: back, I still got to say Sixers. All right, Mattie, I'll move to you, I guess. What are your thoughts?
2: Yes, Siakam and Trent and cambridge were deemed questionable, so there's a chance those three play. But you said it was, what, six and a half?
0: Favoring the Sixers, yeah. Yeah,
2: so that's kind of a big spread. So I still might have to go with the 76ers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I have to take Philly as well. I guess seeing how they played coming out of last game, the way Embiid sort of been playing, um, I feel like Raptors, yeah, they're banged up. They have guys out for COVID. I think Sixers at six and a half is pretty much a no-brainer for me. I guess. What about you, Aaron?
4: Yeah, I think I got to have to go with Philly on this one. Uh, Toronto only has four of the regulars between us, uh, Watanabe, Boucher, and Banton. So Toronto doesn't really have a lot to work with there. And uh, I mean, I know Philly has had a spotty record with depleted teams, but it's very hard to see a scenario where Toronto pulls this off. And I know they play hard and they're very good on the defensive end, but Philly is really starting to pick up the pace, especially on offense. So I'm expecting a lot of spectacular showing on there. And I, I picked
3: Philly on this one.
0: All right, Nate, what about you? Which side do you like?
3: I'm going to have to go with the 76ers. I don't think the Raptors have an answer
0: for him. All right. And uh, getting to the next game, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers at the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, the Cavaliers are favored by four points. I guess, uh, Nate, are you going to keep riding Cleveland here?
3: Uh, might as well. Um, Cleveland's been uh, really hot, so why not keep riding?
0: All right, Aaron, I'll bounce to you. Cleveland favored by four points. I guess, which side do you like?
4: I like Cleveland. I just look at their front court. I don't think Willie is nearly enough to contend with the likes of Kevin Love and Jared Allen. I'm not sure if Jared Allen is playing. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there. But, yeah, Cleveland's going to have a huge advantage in the front court. And uh, New Orleans is still trying to work things out on their roster. they just spin players in and out. No Ingram. Valanciunas is a maybe we'll see on there as a game-time decision for him. Uh, but, uh, Cleveland has been on a, on a roll, like their past 11 wins have come by at least 10 points and they lead the East with 15 double digit victories. So the Cavs have been one of the hottest teams this season, surprisingly, (laughs) but yeah, they've been awesome. I expect them to win this game.
0: Yeah. I got to go with the Cavs as well. You talked about the double digit victories. I mean, they've been a top five team against the spread this year spreads only four points. Yeah. I definitely think they can cover it. I guess, Mette, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, exactly. I think four is way too low. Like you guys are saying, the Cavs, they're red hot. Uh, I don't see why anyone wouldn't pick them here.
0: I guess, Terry, what about you?
1: Uh, 20 and 13 in general. Fifth in the East. 10 and six on the road as road men. Uh Got to go with
0: them at four. All right. And bouncing to the next game. We have the New York Knicks at the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Knicks are favored by five and a half points. Uh, Terry, I'll bounce right back to you, I guess. Which side do you like?
1: This one's going to make me think too much. You said five and a half?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, the Timberwolves are nice. They might get Beverly back, but I mean, Knicks are getting their people back too. I feel like I got to go with the Knicks on this one, bing
2: bong.
0: All right, what about you?
2: Uh, Yeah, this is actually a thinker for sure, as I'm not too impressed with the Knicks. with Timberwolves, they're kind of hit with COVID. I feel like Edwards might play this game. I think he's been out for like over a week. So there's a chance of that. And they're at home, but they just played a back-to-back. It's just really tough. So I might just go with the Knicks, honestly. I feel like Kemba has given them a boost hopefully they can pull this one out
0: I think maybe just to be different I'll go with the Timberwolves I mean they did upset uh, Boston in their last game and I mean yeah they've they've looked pretty good so even without a lot of players um, they're at home and you said Ant-Man might be back so I mean yeah they definitely do have a chance to cover if not win this game so I'm gonna go with uh, Minnesota I I guess uh, uh, Aaron I'll move to you Uh, Knicks are favored by five and a half
4: I feel like the Knicks are fools gold here. Their offense has been really shaking as of late. Like Randall's still trying to work things out. Uh, the backcourt between Kemba and Evan Fournier um, has not been as consistent as you'd like. It's hard trusting the Knicks' offense here. And uh, Minnesota just won their last game, even though they have a lot of players out on there and like they have a really good bench. And I expect uh, I expect Noel to do well. Like before. I think Ant-Man, if he comes back, is going to give them a huge boost there. I also like Malik Beasley. He's going to be a huge threat from three. And and uh, Knight's been playing really nice as well on the paint. So they're going to have some nice offensive weapons there, and they're going to give New York a run for their money. I think it's going to be a close game. But, yeah, I picked Minnesota to pull out the win here. I think Finch, uh, with his coaching, I think he'll be able to, to work things out on the roster and get the upset.
0: All right, Nate. I'll move to you. I guess which side do you like here?
3: I uh, guess I'll just go with the Knicks mainly because um, they're they're more healthy on paper. Um, Timberwolves. I think all five other starters are out except for Anthony um, Edwards, perhaps. So even with Anthony Edwards in, I think he should still take the Knicks.
0: All right, then we'll move to the next game. It's the LA Lakers against the Houston Rockets. The Lakers are favored by four and a half points. Nate, uh, which side do you like here?
3: Um, it's kind of hard to tell because uh, the Lakers haven't been able to play in defense, but I guess just on paper, the Lakers should be better. So I'll just go with the Lakers.
0: All right, Aaron, what about you? I guess which side do you like here?
4: Tough call because you know the Lakers only won by two the last time they played. It was a real close game there, one seventeen to one nineteen, in November. Um, it's it's tough because I know Houston just had a really bad game, but Lakers have been up and down all season, and it's hard to trust uh, their offense sometimes. Um, I feel like I'd still go with the Lakers though because they're healthier and. Uh, I think they've had enough games to build some kind of momentum, I I would think. Last game was pretty good. Um, Westbrook's starting to pick it up in other ways. And I feel like with L.A., they just have more arsenal, whereas Houston's depleted, they don't have Green or Porter. And uh, their young players haven't been as consistent either between Christopher, Shingun. And uh Brooks, they they just they're still trying to work things out on their roster. And I, I think with um just looking at the stats here, uh the Lakers for what for the for the criticism they get, they had they do score on season average of uh, 110 points, which is really, really good, whereas Houston's only one with 6.5. I feel I feel like the Lakers have a more consistent offense for what it's worth. So I pick LA here, but not by a lot.
0: All right. Um, honestly, my opinion is that if the Lakers can't win this game, uh, good luck even trying to make the playoffs at this point. So I'm going to go with the Lakers just because this is a game they have to win and they got to win by at least four and a half, in my opinion, if they want to prove something. So yeah, I'll pick the Lakers to win and cover, I guess. Mate, what about you?
2: Yeah, I think you guys all made great points. Pretty much agree with all of them. The Lakers are definitely hard to trust, but it's the Rockets. They just played uh, on Monday. This is on Tuesday, so it's a back-to-back. And, yeah, even though they're hard to trust, I feel like they should be covering this. It's not that big of a spread, so I'd go with the Lakers.
0: All right, Terry, what about you?
1: I'll simplify for the Bozos down in Staten Island. I mean, it's the Lakers. They're playing the Houston Rockets. Rockets are lasting in the West. You got to take the Lakers on this one.
0: All right, and getting to the next game here, we have the Denver Nuggets at the Golden State Warriors. Uh, The Warriors are favored by uh, six points. I guess, Terry, I'll bounce back to you. I guess which side do you like here?
1: I feel like a simple explanation won't fit this one. Um, Yes, you do have Jokic on one side of the ball court. On the other hand, you have a Warriors team that is just clicking on all cylinders. You said it was a six, am I correct? Yeah. So if it's six with Stephen Curry and a decently healthy Warriors team, you gotta go with the Warriors on this. It's just Jokic and everyone
0: else on the other side. All right, Mete, what about you? Which side do you like?
2: Yeah, I think I honestly might go with the Nuggets. It's just the amount of respect I have for Jokic. I think he can drag and carry this team to at least uh, keep this game close. So yeah i'll go with Jokic and the nuggets
0: all right yeah i think i'm just gonna go right back with golden state i mean we saw they weren't even fully healthy and they beat a phoenix sun team that had been previously just rolling other teams um warriors are at home they only need six points uh to cover so yeah i think i'll I'll go with golden state here i guess aaron what, what about you
4: Definitely going with the Warriors. They should be getting Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole back tomorrow. So they're going to have an advantage, even without Draymond Green, because we all know what Wiggins can do at the defensive end this year. So I think he'll be, I think they will be somewhat decent there uh, on the wings. And Poole's going to give them that extra jolt on offense, along with Steph. So the Warriors should have it covered, especially because they're going to be playing at home and that home crowd is really going to get them going. Denver still, they've been depleted by injuries and COVID, so they have not really been able to figure things out as of late. Uh, real rough patch for them, so I'd expect Golden State to win
3: convincingly here.
0: All right, Nate, I'll bounce to you. I guess which side do you like?
3: Um, I like the Warriors. Um, I feel like Steph Curry has too much of an impact. It's like basically even if, Um, their roster isn't fully healthy so that Curry just just has so much gravity that he can pretty much make the entire team open so it pretty much rides on can you contain Curry and I don't think a lot of teams in this league can do that.
0: All right and uh, last game on the Tuesday slate uh, Oklahoma City Thunder against the Sacramento Kings the Kings are favored by six points Nate I guess which side are you on here?
3: Um, It's kind of hard to tell because uh, the Kings are kind of up and down, but um, OKC is just uh, supposed to just be a rebuilding team. Their records are kind of similar, though, so uh, I feel like it should be a closer game, so I guess maybe you can go with OKC on this.
0: All right, Aaron, bouncing to you, I guess. um, Do you think the Kings can win by six, or do you like the Thunder here?
4: I like the Thunder. I don't know if the Kings can figure this one out. Uh, the Thunder have been playing real good. Um, not great, but they've been getting better as the season's progressed. Shea has been torching it as of late. Uh, he has been scoring. He scored 31 against New Orleans the other day, averaging 27 and a half over the past four games. So he has been red hot. And Josh gatty has been doing Josh gatty things, getting better as the season progressed. And Aaron Wiggins has definitely been making more of an impact as well. As well. He, I think he got 24 points, career best 24 points um, last week. So Oklahoma's offense is really starting to get it together. And uh, as we all know, Sacramento they just had a real embarrassing performance the other day. Uh, Gentry just got back from protocols. Um, a, a good number of their players are out. Um, their front court is looking real weak. And uh, Derek Favors has been playing really well, so I expect him to have a good game here. But I think uh, OKC is going to be clicking on all cylinders this game, and I, I think they're going to win um, by a good margin here.
0: All right, yeah, I think just looking at the spread for this game, it should shrink a little bit more uh, before game time, maybe like down to like four, four or and a half, something like that. So I think at this point you're getting value on OKC. The cover if not to win like Aaron said. So yeah, I definitely like OKC here. I guess Mete, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I definitely like OKC as well. Uh like Aaron said, I feel like they have been playing better recently, honestly. I think they're getting much better. Kings are up and down. And yeah, I feel like this is a toss up and during toss-up games, I like going on the plus side and that's the thunder here. So give me the thunder.
0: All right. And uh, Terry, getting to you, I guess which side do you like here?
1: So, on this one, I'll explain it a little bit just due to the fact that a lot of people might underestimate these guys because of what happened up against the Grizzlies. I feel like Alvin Gentry's little post game speech to the press or whatever he did is going to put a fire on guys like Fox, Heald, and Rashawn Holmes to have better games. Um, found Trouble kind of played Holmes, and I believe Boxing Day game so I feel like he's going to bounce back this game to kings
0: all right and yeah that's pretty much the end of Tuesday's preview and yeah that's pretty much the end of this big time basketball episode um Aaron thanks again for coming on as a special guest and yeah we appreciate your analysis
4: thanks for having me
0: all right. And um, yeah, that's going to be the end of this big time basketball episode. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Fan Fan Podcast. We'll be posting updated picks for all these games as well as NBA or as, as well as NFL and NHL. So um, definitely code, uh, check those out. Um, also, this podcast is on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube. Leave us a review. Uh, leave us a comment all that good stuff and yeah guys um thanks again it was nice having you all back nice having you aaron as well and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode